So the first time I saw this pieces movie, first of all, I didn't know it was from Italy. Uh, I probably saw a dub version late night on TV, but I, I gotta I gotta be like maybe, no, I'm probably nine years old, honestly, right? So I just started entering puberty, just started noticing that girls were serious. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. watching movies late at night, probably one that I shouldn't have been, but I was watching them anyway, was the girl in the, the locker room shower, the tennis playing girl. Okay. Who, who's like alive for two thirds of the movie and has a relationship with one of the, with like, I guess what you would call the final girl of this movie. Even though mm. when this movie came out, they really didn't have final girl theories and they really didn't talk about the final girls. You right. Know? Um, but anyway, so, so <laughs> coincidentally, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a woman in a shower. Okay. All right. <laughs> Realized what oh, that was. Oh, little Johnny boy. Yeah, little Johnny spoiler. Realized what that was. Then, what's also funny, this movie is kind of about puberty in a way. I mean, like, you meet the kid in the beginning. He's got a naughty little jigsaw puzzle he's trying to put together. His mom fucking ruins the whole thing. And then I thought, <laughs> you know what? This is one of those situations where... The mother's costume. <laughs> it's like another. There's a there's a running theme with these slasher movies, and like another one that's emerging is there's a mother issue. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. I, I I think I actually wrote that in one of my notes for one of the next two movies we're talking about was mommy issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, mommy issues are going to be a running theme on here. So we've got now we have mutants, mommies, and and really young people that don't are somewhere they're not supposed to be are kind of like running themes with these movies. But guess why? You know what, folks? Because it's hashtag Summer Slash 2019, slasher movies all summer long, Dangerous Dave, Johnny Spoiler, and if that fucking ghost Nikki Lates ever appears, maybe he'll do a guest spot. Don't really fucking know. Don't give a shit. Show will move on without him. Show must go on. That's something they coined the phrase back when Queen was a band, a real band. And we arrive... Reviewing this movie called Pieces. Now, David told me, what did you say the other day? Were well, you like, fuck Pieces? Uh, it, it I mean, well, I know why now. Because right. I told you I watched it a couple years ago and thought it was fucking stupid. Oh. Well, come to find out, it's because I watched the terrible dubbed version the first mm. time. Mm. Which really kind of took away from it. Because right. uh, it made the acting look, like, really terrible. But I watched... The Spanish version on my Blu-ray because it had like two different versions, and mm. the the subtitled version like made a lot more sense. Uh, but you can also tell in this movie it has like a combination of Spanish and American actors. Like I don't like. Did you notice that like the clearly American ones like uh, the dialogue would sync up right if you're watching the dubbed version? But then I don't I don't know how to explain it. Like there's it's it seemed like a multicultural cast because. Uh, the cast is always mixed. I would say there were probably British, American, and uh, Italian actors in the cast. Right. Um, now, the guy playing the big janitor that could kick a lot of ass, Willard, is he the guy who played Bluto in the fucking uh, 
I think so. I, I yeah. if I remember right, I saw he's an in the Popeye on a movie. Blu-ray. Yeah, this guy's in the pot. It's this is the dude from the Popeye movie, right? And he's from, fucking from huge. I think he, so. Yeah, dude, he's a big guy. He's like six six, and he's got to be pushing three hundred pounds. And he wipes the floor with a couple teenagers and a couple police officers simultaneously in this movie. Oh, I know, right? That, in, that's in, a great. That's a great scene where they just well, busted like. It's a. It's a. <laughs> you know what's incredible about it? It's a master shot, which means the camera's running, which means he was wiping the floor with them. He was really fucking just throwing the actors around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And he doesn't seem like the kind of actor that you can give direction to. Like he no. is. He is just that ogre. And if that's what you want, that's what you get, and you got to deal with it. Like. But he's a very captivating character, and like a spoiler alert. Here's your first spoiler. We're about four minutes in from the mouth of Johnny spoiler. The janitor did not do it. <laughs> no. Um, but this movie has a great opening. Like you're like two minutes into the. If you're two minutes into the film, the kid's yeah. making his jigsaw puzzle. He just wants to see the naked girl on the puzzle. Mom catches him. His solution goes is fucking go, nuts. Yeah, he goes nuts. He leaves the room. Go finds daddy's axe. Daddy's out of the picture. I don't know if he's dead or what have you, but comes back, annihilates her, then plays the victim card, like he had nothing to do with it. And then we're we're forty years and, we, and then we skip ahead. And then once years. again, this is a trope. Forty years <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Well, Although well, I gotta say, other, man, that fucking that? axing was nuts. That was a really great effect for the time. So. Well, I mean, you're literally just out of the credit sequence. Like, you just find out the name of the movie is Pieces, and you got a murder. So if you're if you're paying for popcorn, you're taking a date to this movie. You got your money's worth within five minutes of screen time. Am I right? I'd say so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um. Anyway, so then then like yeah, he you know we we leap ahead forty years. The janitor's skulking around with a chainsaw. Cleaning up the place for before school or... Yeah, yeah. But I I wrote this down. You got two deaths and eight minutes of screen time. That's one Yeah, but but one death is bullshit, though. Or, I mean, this this makes no sense in the continuity of the movie. It has nothing to do with anything else. What's that? Which death? The second death, the the girl running into the mirror. Oh, you know she was dead. So you're like, you know she was dead. No, I thought the second death was the girl laying on the grass. She, well, okay, that's the janitor. second one from the killer. Yes, you're right. That's the second one from the killer. But there's a random. Save, I don't count accidents that are fake jump scares. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. That's not my. But my tell talent. me, what does it do with the rest of the movie? It was just like Nothing. felt like getting another. Dude, I don't know what's in there. But like, okay, a film canister at the time that they were shooting this on film. That's the other great thing too. Is like these old movies. Like, look, I love high definition video. I love what video is capable of doing. I love this new 4K thing they get. They're toting around, but. There's something about soft old film that's scratched, and you even hear the scratches. I mean, like, there's something great about, like, disappearing into an actual film for a little while. It's kind of cool. Well, did, um, did your copy look all beat up? Because I, I watched the Blu-ray of hell it. Hell yeah. So. And even the sound was like, it was like, they used to have this thing, folks, called Sound on Film, which was like a duplicate sound recording where they had to run two reels. So they had a reel running for the visuals that you would see, but they couldn't actually record the sound to the film. With the picture, so they had another film reel that was recorded with the soundtrack, called uh, "Sound on Film," and that's running. So the version I saw was clearly the combination of those two reels going at the same time. But uh, two deaths in eight minutes, like a film reel back in the day, was between five to seven minutes of film in a canister in a camera. So 
I mean, like two deaths in eight minutes. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. And like, uh, they're they're just getting it done, dude. They're getting it done, and like, there's no way. I mean, maybe they couldn't afford the extra film because there's literally not a wasted frame between these murders. There's Where... really not. I mean, I'm almost jealous. I should have watched the version you did because I I watched mine pretty dude, pristine. Like, I although the gonna... next movie I watched was shitty. Looking. Look, I reached out to Criterion, and Criterion said we could do a film screening anywhere as long as we didn't broadcast our media to the internet. They would host a screening with us somewhere at a bar, whatever we want to do, live podcast, whatever. That was. Did I name drop Criterion Group? Maybe I fucking did. the The point I'm bringing up is this: uh, Tubi has been putting out all these fucking classic movies, and like literally half of our list of slasher movies has been on the Tubi app this month. I don't know if you. It's like simpatico. I'm like, dude, I need to write an email to the guys over at Tubi and be like. Okay, we need to we need to link up our podcast with you guys in some way, shape, or form because I can literally post this movie in the podcast notes, and if somebody's so inclined, after listening to us talk about it, they can then go and enjoy the movie. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, but that's the I mean that's that's where we're at. I mean, but the, let me tell you something, folks. There is something to do with the quest. Like, it is kind of fun to look up movies on your phone and find where you can find them. Like even streaming, like you you type in a Google search and look for this movie, but. The true quest was Dave and I grew up when in, in our childhoods, you could actually run down to Hollywood Video or Blockbuster or your local mom and pop, and you're like, I heard about this movie, I gotta see if they got it, I gotta find this, I gotta find this, this tape. Right. Um. And God forbid if they didn't have it, then you'd just go down the street to the next store if it was something yeah, you really had to watch well, tonight. And then you know, Dave and I for a little while lived in like the the center of entertainment, and like literally. That's what it was. If we drove down somewhere down the boulevard and this little niche video store didn't have it, we know the creep running the other store had it. <laughs> you know, right. you know what I mean? Like, you know, that guy that knew everything that you rented, he fucking had it. <laughs> like, you just don't get it from him. Man. But that, that was, where did we go video? Which one had the really guy that, like, like, you shake his hand and you think, like, a layer of, of filth is going to come off. Where was that little guy? Was shot? it the one? Oh, was it the one next to Cafe Fifties? Maybe was that was that video store? That named was a Desire? video store. Na- uh, yeah, that was a video store yeah, named so Desire. L. A. Also has this this culture of like, well, it has since it's the hub of the industry, like it has a culture of movies and moviegoers and people in the industry who also are this like rental movie culture. So there was like the famous stores were like Vidiots, and then this other guy, this little guy, owned a video store named Desire, which is obviously a streetcar named Desire. Named his store after a classic movie. I don't really know if the guy actually liked that movie. He never really talked about it when I was there. <laughs> but that guy literally treated every tape that you took from him as like his most precious little piece of of gold. Like that, he really acted like that was his money in your hand when you checked out. I kind of appreciated that though, in a weird yeah. way. Like, you know, he took pride in his uh, his uh, store and shit. I mean, <laughs> even though it was like had a layer of dirt like a mile thick, but you yeah, know. yeah, he's like, oh, that's that's my money in your hand. Make sure you bring that back on Tuesday. <laughs> it was a close. It was the closest thing to like a grindhouse video store, if you will. Yeah. Like if you if you can call something such a thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of grindhouse, I, I don't know if this movie would fit into that genre. Oh, it definitely does. In you fact. Think so? uh, well, the reason why I say that is because um, I have the Blu-ray, and one of the documentaries on it is literally about the grindhouses of the 70s and 80s and how this featured in uh, there. So, so, this it, li- like so a... it quite literally was one of the like grindhouse features in New York for a while. Oh, okay. So they would have played this like a grindhouse art theater or art house on like 40 yeah. Boulevard or something. 
Yeah, 42nd Street and all that. 42nd Street, sorry. And in, in fact, it was released by a, a, a Blu-ray company called Grindhouse Pictures or something. Oh, that's Gar- ridiculous. Grind- you're like, you're Grindhouse like, releasing. Yeah, you're like, it's literally written on the DVD case. <laughs> and um, yet, it was like the most pristine copy of, you know, the movie it's ever looked. Yeah. But I'm you got ho- you got the real grindhouse experience. It sounds like. <laughs> I, well, I'm gonna hold fast to my argument that all this kid wanted to do was finish his puzzle. <laughs> well, he puts it together like three or four times over the course of the movie. Yeah, until he starts literally building the human puzzle. Right. <laughs> like, well, I also like... wrote. I also made a note that this is like a. I don't want to say rips off, but like I wrote gelato, like you know, because the giallo it has yeah, black yeah. gloves. Yep. It doesn't have any flowers, though. Usually those movies also have, like, a metaphor with roses. I didn't see any, like, uh, any of that. But um, the waterbed thing, hello, that's been in, like, three movies. The swimming pool thing, hello, that's in three other movies. Right. Um, But there's a quote in this movie that I think, like, this is how, this is probably on the poster. And if not, it definitely sold the movie when it came out. The best thing in life is smoking weed and fucking on a waterbed. Yes, this is, I remember. This is the quote from one of the one of the characters, a throwaway character. Like, this is her big moment. This is her big moment in cinema history. You know, this is her moment to shine. This is her Oscar nominated moment. Right. Best things in life. <laughs> um. Man. Now, I will say, like the um the pool death, it's kind of on her because all he had to get her was a pool skimmer. Like she could have oh, like but that was incredible. I was like, "Where's this going? Where's he going with this?" <laughs> you, right. you know what I mean. <clears throat> the more I think about this movie, like this feels like a combination of everything late seventies, early eighties. Like it just felt like th- there's parts of this movie that's kitchen sink. Like there, all of a sudden, there's a guy ready to do karate, and then you find out, oh, he's just the karate instructor. Like you think she's gonna like he's gonna beat the shit out of this lady. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna do karate because he's literally the karate instructor. <laughs> and, then, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, hey, how's it going <laughs> to, um, to her friend? Um, well, I, what I will give this movie credit for is it made the cops actually have to do police work. Like, that's how police, like, kind of put together their crap. It's like, right. these, these guys, all right, they're all bungling. It, 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 like, you don't want the cops to figure it out, otherwise you wouldn't have a whole movie. So the cops never figure it out. But uh, these guys were at least making the effort. One was a stereotype with cigars, but they were kind of. This is kind of how I was thinking. Like this is how police operatives operate, and like I was like, yeah, they're doing a little detective work. Actual like, hey, it's this guy, so let's go dig into this, or let's get some records right. on this, and let's try to fit these into. Let's try to f- make the puzzle pieces fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, like this movie relies kind of on everybody's incompetence. <laughs> like well, the this the dean. Well, of course we'll find out well, why. Well, 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 of course, it doesn't make not, sense at first. We're not to the dean yet, okay? But I mean, they don't evacuate the school. There's oh. no like trying to like, hey, there's been like five murders in a day or two days. Like maybe we should Please. cancel classes we're for com- a week. No, no, because we're competing with Harvard. We need like ten more murders, twenty-five <laughs> rapes, a couple DUIs. I mean, you know, mafia hits. Like we got to really keep this all in Beantown, which the movie is centered in Boston. Like, it's another thing to point out. Um, but also, they, they take you on a couple, uh, like, what do they call those, red herrings, when they're really not, the, you know. The, There's, the, like, a few red herrings in yeah, this Yeah, yeah, you got the janitor, as we mentioned, the guy can take anybody out. And right. You, you kind um, of feel like he, like, there's a couple characters, when he's around, you feel like, oh, they're safe. They're totally safe. This dude's there. Um, and then you got the professor, 
people are looking at the professor for a little while, who at one point touches one of the dead bodies, and you're like, right. oh, the murderer always returns to the scene of the crime. <laughs> right. Um, the the nerdy or one of the nerdy guy or younger guys, I think, oh, was yeah. a suspect for like, a moment. Yeah, the one who who didn't want to party, who had this weird thing with social issues, which is kind right. of funny because we will be talking about another movie later, which is kind of related to this one in a way. Um, right. We'll keep that under under wraps until next week. But um. Yeah, um, I oh, got, I gotta make mention of the shower, the shower death. Fucking brutal. The one I was brutal. talking about at the top of the show? Well, I mean, do we go that deep into, like, how fucking bad he got it cut into her torso? Oh, no, no, not, no. No, uh, I, I, I think we brought it up because I was flipping through channels as a kid, saw the movie on, stopped, and figured out, oh, realized what I was looking at. Oh, I guess I missed that, or I didn't correlate the two. Anyways, movie, uh, yeah, the fucking torso cut just was brutal, but we already talked about that, so... <laughs> I thought the elevator version of that was more intense. The girl who are, got it in the elevator. Well, are, are, am I mixing the two? Or am I thinking of the... Because the girl that pees herself. I don't remember I don't remember the pissing. What I remember from the shower is it goes through the wall and there's blood splatters on the tiles. What I remember... Well, yeah, okay, I think that's the one where like he cuts like right into her belly and you see like a close-up shot. Oh, of it. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the one that stuck out of my mind was the one in the elevator close quarter i mean like he barely got the chainsaw in there but um it was brutal and then there's like there's a couple knife deaths for whatever reason like the waterbed killing it's just a knife right that one's pretty that one's pretty brutal um most most of the people in this (laughs) again i really do like this movie i mean i again i've kind of come over since i watched a better version but um you know some of the the women in this are just kind of dumb again this movie relies on everybody's incompetence like they make no effort to run away they're like this kind of sets up some of those cliches of like the slow <laughs> like the the slow walking lady or like they won't uh, run away fast enough um you know that kind of shit i mean i guess when we kind of let's make sure that the audience caught the fact that we were explaining that this guy is putting together puzzle pieces out of humans Right? Yes. Like, he, like, you do see the killer putting together his little puzzle from when he was a child, but he's also collecting the body parts from each victim and only taking only taking certain body parts, like he was trying to build the perfect human. Well, it's kind of reminds me of, uh, well, really, uh, the movie May uh, feels like it took oh. pieces from, hmm. bits from this. When's uh, that, one, that one came out, like, 2005? Two, well, like, 2002, early 2000s. Okay, yeah. May's pretty interesting. Oh, that's dude. That's like one of my all-time favorites. Like I've rewatched that one quite a bit, actually. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah, it's actually, believe it or not, like one of the weird, one of the few movies me and my wife have watched together multiple times. <laughs> don't don't ask me why, other than it's just a good movie. Uh, there are two final scares at the end of this movie, um, and the, oh, yes, and what's weird is the the final final scare changes. The nature of the entire movie. It really does, actually. It takes <laughs> it to a whole new level. So, the first scare is a rigamortis castration, where... No, no. First, it's the body falling out, right? First, mm-hmm. first, let me back up, folks. I'm wrong. The first one is the pieced-together perfect woman falls out of the closet, put together by the killer, and then... Then it's the rigor mortis, a hand, a dead hand from the perfect body 
emerges out of nowhere, grabs the guys, the, the only surviving college student, right, Randall, who's helping the cops, and they're like, you should become a cop. Okay, I'll become a cop. Or Kendall, whatever the hell his name is. And then this hand comes out of nowhere, rips his dick off. <laughs> Just straight up. Like, that was brutal. Like, you saw the nails go right into his fucking crotch. Yeah, it's like, bad. dig in. And it's just a bloody crevice of nastiness and and whatever. Torn. <laughs> bad. But, you're like, okay, so is that the last motion of the, the body just going through death motions? Or... Did he literally build a Frankenstein's monster and we were seeing what was the beginning of that perfect person coming to life and it was hungry for blood? Which would make, which would elevate the movie to like a whole different level. The body's put together and it comes to life at the end. Fucking crazy. Dave thinks I'm full of shit. You guys can't see his face, but I can see it. I can <laughs> no, see him no. with his little Skype. I don't know. No, I no, see, no. I can no, see I'm, his face in this little Skype. I just said it was Skype. fucking crazy. I can see his <laughs> face in this little Skype window, and he's like, no, I'm not, fo- I'm not following you on this one. <laughs> it could be. I don't know, man. Like, this this movie is, like I said, a kitchen sink. Like, there, there's definitely a plot, but, like, they're definitely uh, – they just fit in wacky shit in the middle. Like, it felt like – a better version of uh, it kind of remind me of Cabin Fever in the sense like some random shit would happen and you just kind of go with it. Although I don't really, you know, like Pancakes All right. Boy. All right. But All right. I don't and, know. And Maybe then, that's. My... I mean, do, should we reveal the murderer? And we we gave away the final scare. Should we tell them who it is, or should we just move past it? Well, I mean, spoiler. This is a spoilerific show. I mean, you know, we're <laughs> reviewing this movie. <laughs> I guess we should have said that at the top of the episode. Listen, the movie's the movie's been out longer than we've been alive. Okay, that's true. We're not going to tell you how old we are. We're somewhere between young and old. That's all you need to know. <laughs> but it's older than we are, and Dave's about to spoil the killer for you. And his name is not even spoiler. I'm the spoiler one. He's the dangerous one. And then maybe that's why he's spoiling it. He just wants to be dangerous. That's a damn dirty dean. <laughs> the dirty dean. A dean who's just like, whatever. Which is funny, if you base it on the kid's personality, I really thought he was the professor. You know? Like yeah. If you had to match plaid shirt to plaid shirt. And, you know what I mean? And, and oh, that's right. That was attitude. another. That was the other red herring was the professor. To, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the big one, because if you didn't really buy in, okay, it can't be the janitor, because that's too easy, too obvious, because we've seen it in all these other movies. And he has a chainsaw because he works with one as his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although we didn't get to see a chainsaw versus chainsaw fight, you know. But um, <laughs> if you're looking for something like that, then you just got to watch the best Texas Chainsaw Massacre ever made, which is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. See Dennis Hopper go chainsaw to chainsaw with Leatherface in the back of pickup trucks. I mean, nothing is fucking better than that. Nothing. Right? Oh yeah, there's there's a recent chainsaw fight in that movie Mandy. I don't know if did you got if you got to that one. That's uh, I mean you, okay, but you're not watching that for the chainsaw fight. You're watching that for like pure unadulterated Nick Cage. Well, why can't it be both? I get both. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess he can use a chainsaw because he can just as easily use something else. The best thing I've ever seen him do is walk into a nightclub with a uh, a wooden I don't know fence post. And ask people to stab him in the chest because he thought he was a vampire. 
Oh fuck! Like, oh my god, Vampire's Kiss. I love. That. Yeah, that's a that's like if you want to see, like if you could bottle Nick Cage, then like that would be the moment that you would want to put in a bottle and keep forever. You know, would be would be that. What's the crystal of Nick Cage? It's the moment where he's like. He, what is he screaming? I wish I could remember what he's exactly I'm screaming. a vampire! I'm a vampire! Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm a vampire! Stab me! Kill me! Do it! <laughs> God. It's great. It's incredible. But then Dave's talking about Mandy. Mandy's supposed to be really good. Uh, sure. Um, oh, I guess I should have told them who sponsored this episode. That's too bad. Um, look, if you're hungry in the middle of the night, if you want a Detroit-style pizza, that's the only thing I've ordered so far, but they got pies. They got a little bit of everything. It's like a foodie website. So if you're just like really into binge watching shows and movies and then also snacking, right? I mean, what kind of life do you have? You don't want to cry while you're watching TV shows. To not cry, you got to eat something. Like literally eat your feelings is what I'm telling you to do. Go to goldbelly.com. I believe if you still enter our promo code, <laughs> binge watchers, I haven't checked on it, but if you enter it, you get 25% off your first order of, of your couple uh um, antidepressant cakes that you're going to order. Okay. That was a pretty good advertisement. Hopefully Gold Belly approves. Um, and I'm going to be too lazy to put that in the show notes because I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep notes as we go along, but I just t- I'm just talking too much. Uh, so where are we at, Dave? Summer slash 2019. This was like night six. We've done six of these. We have. Fucking A. Um, all right. Binge now. Binge later. Binge never. Um, hmm, I'm gonna say binge later. Uh, I still, I really like it, but it's not, uh, oh, God, I don't know, man. Uh, more I'm thinking about it, I'm almost kind of leaning to binge now just because some of the gore in it is pretty great. I, I can agree with that. Of, of all the, f- of all six that we've gone through so far, I mean, two deaths in eight minutes is a pretty high selling point for a slasher movie, so. And this is weird. Like, we're going to slasher films, we're recommending slasher films to people, and the whole world is on fire right now. And it's weird to escape into a more violent situation on, <laughs> in a movie. Dude, you're fucking <laughs> telling me. You don't, uh, I'm not going to go down that road, but yeah, 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 we can't, we I'm can't just hide. say you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what side of the fence hey, we're on. It's just, but you know you, what? we can all agree it's fucked up. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we're all riding out the apocalypse together, so let's just keep watching horror films. On that note, good night, folks. Ha, 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 ha.